Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted and excited that you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top, what do we got, five stories today? Don't forget to like this video and do subscribe to the channel if you already haven't. And don't forget to hit the notification bell if you're watching us on YouTube, and uh, YouTube will hopefully let you know when the next video is uploaded. If you like listening to us on a podcast player, look down below in the description to find a list and a link to where all the podcast players can be found. And finally, if you like the show, if you'd like to support the show, if you want to buy me a coffee, link down below in the description yet again for buymeacoffee.com. So now that's all done and dusted, let's have a look at those five stories doing the rounds here in Thailand. And the first story is five acquitted in royal motorcade case. The criminal court on Wednesday acquitted five anti-government protesters indicted on charges of attempted violence against Her Majesty the Queen during an incident involving a royal motorcade in 2020. The case stemmed from an event at the height of pro-democracy demonstrations in October 2020 on which a motorcade carrying the Queen was heckled as it drove past a group of protesters. The case was being closely watched by the public and legal scholars as the charges were laid under a rarely used section of the criminal code that allowed for the death sentence in the most egregious instances. Video of the incident on October 14, 2020 which showed authorities pushing activists away from the convoy. However, witness testimony indicated that everyone, police and protesters included, appeared to have been caught off guard by the sudden appearance of the motorcade approaching Pitsanaluk Road near Government House. The court found that police had not prepared for any such event and there were still cars parked on the roadside. There had been no signs posted or announcements made before the procession. Even the crowd control officers at the scene only found out at the last minute that a royal procession was coming, witnesses said. The court saw that police did not clear the way for the royal motorcade. There was no announcement before the procession, Thai lawyers for human rights said on Wednesday. Witness testimony was different and even police in the area did not know there would be a royal motorcade passing through. As the procession passed by, public officials drew close to the vehicles and the crowd came to believe their rally would be dispersed. Many cheered and held up three fingers in protest, but there were protesting against the police, not the royal procession, witnesses said. Five activists had been indicted under Section 110 of the Criminal Code, which punishes violence or attempted violence against a queen, heir apparent or regent, with a minimum sentence of 16 years in prison. Most serious breaches of the same law can lead to life imprisonment or even a death sentence. Most members of the public were unaware that such a law even existed. Most are familiar only with Section 112, the Royal Defamation Law. Even lawyers said they could not recall if Section 110 had ever been used before. Following the events of October 14, Prime Minister Prayachanacha declared a short-lived, severe state of emergency before dawn of the following day. The five activists in the motorcade incident were Bukhan Francis Patong, Suratong Panpraset, Ekachai Hong Kangwan, Chanatip Chai Chanakul and Panapet Paiko. Mr. Bukhanam Francis, 23, said on Wednesday he was relieved by the outcome of the case. I'm really glad we've been fighting this and insisting on our innocence, he told Reuters after the ruling. The motorcade case is one of dozens involving less majeste or sedation charges laid against supporters of the pro-democracy movement movement and still making their way through the courts. According to data from TLHR to May 31st this year, 1,914 people have been prosecuted for political participation and expression since the beginning of the free youth protests of July 2020. At least 250 are facing less majeste charges under Section 112 and 130 people have been charged with sedation under Section 
section 116. So I think you can see why the Move Forward Party are trying to, let's say, adjust the Les Majeste law, and that's section 112. Most people didn't know about 110 at all, and as they said, the lawyers had to look it up because they don't believe anybody's ever been prosecuted. But this is what was used by the government at the time to kind of stamp out these protests. But it's good, and it's refreshing to see that the court actually took the side of these protesters to say that well they didn't really do anything wrong at the end of the day because just like the police they didn't even know who was coming down in these cars so i mean it's a positive outcome for them a minimum sentence of 16 years it does seem very excessive and you can see why as i said move forward party are looking at trying to have these laws amended and sentences reduced nevertheless we'll move on to the next story Peter will never get enough support from the Senate to be Prime Minister, and that's according to a Senator, and these guys are at it again. A Senator who has been publicly disparaging of the Move Forward Party is now saying that party leader Peter Limjanarat will never get enough support from the Senate to become Thailand's next Prime Minister. Senator Kitisak Ratawanaya, Deputy Chairman of the Senate Committee on Political Development and Public Inclusion, made the comment after accompanying Sari Suan Panat, Chairman of the same Senate panel to the Election Commission, to demand that the commission seek a ruling from the constitutional court about whether peter should be disqualified from the may 14th election for allegedly holding shares in itv plc kittisak expressed confidence that fewer than five out of 250 senators would vote in support of peter as thailand's 30th prime minister when the house of senate elect the next prime minister at a joint session expected to be the middle of next month I believe most senators will decide to switch off by abstaining, Kitty Tak said, mocking the term switching off, which Move Forward frequently adopted in its election campaign. During the election campaign, Move Forward called for overwhelming public support so that it would not have to depend on votes from 250 senators so that its candidates for Prime Minister, Peter, can be elected to the post by MPs. The party urged voters to help switch off the Senate. The Move Forward-led eight-party coalition now commands 312 MPs, so it would need just 64 votes from senators and MPs from other parties to meet the required 376 votes for PETA to be elected Prime Minister. Three weeks ago, some Move Forward core members said the party about 40 senators would vote for PETA. The Move Forward leader said recently that he had enough support to be elected Prime Minister. Asked whether he was confident that Peter would definitely fail to win the PM election, Kittisak replied that he expected more than one PM candidate to be nominated for the top executive post. By the law, a party with more than 25 MTs can nominate a PM candidate, Kittisak said. He added that after Peter fails, his bid for the PM's post, Senators would support the PM candidate from the second largest party. Thai is the largest second party with 141 MPs, 10 fewer than Move Forward. Asked whether he saw that Thai would have a chance to become the coalition leaders if the Move Forward party fails in its bid, Kittisak said, If not, you'll say senators reject everything. We see that the nation must move on. I'll repeat that the country must be able to move on. If Peter fails to win, the second largest party must advance and we want the country to move forward. Asked whether he was confident that Thai would become the next coalition leader, Kittisak said, I can't put it clearly for now because senators will not interfere in the coalition formation. But I can say that more than one party will seek the PM post. Now, when asked about whether senators feared protest by Move Forward supporters if Peter fails to win the post of Prime Minister, Kittisak said, under the current situation, political violence could happen no matter which party wins the post. Asked how senators would explain to voters the rationale for the largest party failing to be leader of the governing coalition, Kittisak said it would not be the first time that the second largest party led the government. 
He said that after the 2019 election, the Palang Pratchara party, which was the second largest party, became the leader of the govern- governing coalition, while the largest party, Puatai, was relegated to the opposition. He said senators would not vote for a minority government and would vote only for the party that managed to muster a majority in the House. As a result, he said Palang Pacharat leader General Prawit Wangsawan would not receive senators' votes if his party failed to win majority support in the House first. I think you can kind of see where these guys are at. They really, really don't care about the people of this country. They don't care about the democratic situation and they don't care about the election the only thing they care about is making sure that people who win the election who genuinely been elected don't make it to be prime minister now i read another article and they discussed the candidates within Thai and whether or not these senators would vote for them and they say two out of the three probably wouldn't get votes for them so it does make you wonder what their end game is here personally for me i think they'd be delighted with a coup and then Pryat would just stay in government, you know, as the military-installed prime minister until who knows when. It, it has become very sad that an election that inspired people and inspired Thai people to get out and vote and vote for change now seems to be derailed by dinosaurs sitting in a Senate who have never been elected by anyone to, you know, make these decisions. And and it really is a sad state of affairs of Thai election process at the moment. Of course, this is all being done by Pryot's previous government for this exact same reason. To me, it seems rather unfair. I believe people will not stand much longer for this nonsense. And if these people truly gave a shit about their country, they would see that they should be voting in favour of the party that has won the most votes in the previous election. And I think that would be the fair way to do it. If they can't manage to do that, I don't think they have much right to be in politics and certainly holding such powerful positions. But I'd love to know your opinion about all of that down below in the comment section. Now, next story. Uh, Rewat urges hotels to pay the PPAO room tax. Rewat Arirab, president of the Phuket Provincial Administration, has called on hotels and other guest accommodation operators to step up and pay the 1% room tax collected by the PPAO to help fund tourism promotion and development. Interesting story this is. Mr. Rewat made his plea at an event held at the Royal Phuket City Hotel in Phuket Town, attended by some 450 hotel operators. Present to support the call was the Phuket governor, Narang Wunsi. Mr. Rewat explained that the PPAO has had the power to levy the tax since 1999 under the Provincial Administration Act. The PPAO is empowered to levy a tax of up to 3% on the monies paid for each tourist room or other form of accommodation rented, but the PPAO has never asked for more than 1%, he explained. The PPAO has had good cooperation from hotel operators in Phuket who paid the room rate tax, Mr. Rewat said. However, there were still too many hotels and tourist accommodation operators who refused to pay the tax, he said. Of note, Airbnb operators were not mentioned. Mr. Ruat called on hotel and other tourist accommodation providers to step up and pay the tax so the PPAO can push forward with projects in social development, preserving the environment and promoting and developing sustainable tourism Phuket, all with the participation of hotel operators. For decades, many hotel operators have refused to pay the PPAO room rate tax through objections over a lack of transparency and how the money would be spent. Such a lack of transparency was painfully clear during the administration of Watcherin Patawatsan Pong, who served as the PPAO acting chief after former PPAO president Pai Boon Upa Sising passed away from cancer in 2015. 
the entire lifeguard crisis throughout 2017-2018 unfolded under Mr. Wachiren's administration with one bureaucratic bungle after another resulting in zero lifeguards on Phuket's main beaches during the busy heyday of hordes of foreign tourists holidaying on the island. The problem was the money. Mr. Wacharin said the PPAO did not have enough money to increase the budget to pay for lifeguards. However, rumours of rampant corruption were common at the time. Mr. Riyad yesterday addressed that concern. You will be informed of how the income that the PPAO collects from hotel guests and all other income collected by the PPAO has been utilised in public services and how to promote the tourism of Phuket, he said. It is expected that this time participants will be informed and have a good understanding and inspiration to pay hotel fees so that we can generate income to develop our Phuket province to be as effective as possible, he added. Since being elected the PPAO president back in 2021, Mr. Rewat has been noticeable in explaining how PPAO budgets are spent. He has also driven a raft of projects to promote and develop new tourism attractions in Phuket. During his time, the PPAO has driven forward projects to support communities throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, namely through local food festivals held to generate income for hard-hit families and develop the new Shillong Patong Road. I can understand where the hoteliers are coming from here. I mean, it's not that long ago where, yes, the PPAO was known to be a very, very corrupt organization. And why would a hotelier pay his hard-earned money? Now, you think of 1%, it doesn't sound that much. But if you have a busy hotel over the course of a year and, you know, with hundreds of rooms and a fully booked hotel for seven, eight months of the year, this money really does add up. And it seems like that the corruption in the past has made hoteliers decide, well, we're not paying this money anymore in the future. They can be as transparent as they want, but I think it's one of the things here in Thailand we understand that is that as as much transparency can exist and there's always corruption beneath it. And unfortunately, that is the problem that the PPAO have. Now, regardless if the new guy in charge is being upfront with the accounts, telling them how it's going to be spent, they still have it in the back of their mind that it wasn't that long ago when they were taking the money and it was all disappearing and they didn't have enough money to even pay lifeguards on the beach. And I think that's going to be its core problem in the future, regardless of how it moves forward. Now, another interesting story. Chinese woman arrested at Phuket Airport for working illegally. I think we had a story similar to this a couple of months ago. Didn't learn the lesson, I guess. Immigration officers have arrested two Chinese women taken into custody in the, custody in the car park at Phuket International Airport for working illegally. The two women were placed under arrest at about 1.30pm yesterday, reported the Phuket Airport Immigration Checkpoint. Leading the arrest team was per, uh, Police Lieutenant Colonel Akapron. The names of the two women were not reported and they had their faces covered in the photo released by the Immigration Police. The two women were arrested for working without a work permit or performing duties beyond the limits of those permitted, said the report. There was a violation of conditions of stay in the country since the women's visa did not provide for work. The two women were taken to Saku Police Station, which is responsible for Phuket International Airport. If found guilty, the women faced fines and deportation, with the possibility of being banned for, from re-entering Thailand for a specified period. Phuket immigration officers regularly report arrests of Chinese citizens for illegal work at the airport, and all such reports indicate the same location, a parking lot near the international terminal, which the agency also refers to as tourist parking, probably referring to tourist buses. Meanwhile, the Thailand Tourism Authority and Tourism Business Associations continue to highlight the flow of organized tourist groups from China has not approached pre-pandemic levels. Tourists from China now arriving on the island are mostly independent travelers, but are still enough in numbers to provide China with first place in terms of the number of tourist arrivals here in Phuket. 
again, yeah, it is a common, it's common knowledge this is going on. And and let's just say it's not particularly just Chinese, but I, I do know Russians are also being caught doing this at Phuket Airport. Supplying illegal taxis is mainly what happens. I, they haven't gone into it here, but I would suspect two women working illegally waiting in a car park. I mean, what else could they be really doing there at the time? But again, this is down to the police. This is down to immigration. This is down to the lax rules and regulations, lack of law enforcement here in Phuket and why these things continue to go on. It would be great if they really, you know, did sort this out because I think it does tarnish other foreigners who do things legally here in Phuket. I'd love to know what you do think about it all as well. And finally, a very frightening story Don Muang airport walkway severs woman's leg a woman has lost part of her leg after she was on a moving walkway at Don Muang airport on Thursday morning the accident happened in the south corridor between pier 4 and 5 of the second domestic terminal at about 8.40am and that's according to the airport management the victim's whose name has not been disclosed thankfully was about to board a flight to Nakansi Tamara province she was rushed to a nearby hospital in Sai Mai district in response to the incident the management closed the walkway ordered an investigation issued an apology and assured full compensation for the woman a press conference will be held uh, to provide further details on the matter in the next couple of days and that's very sad now I've also read another story that this particular walkway has had another problem back in 2019 where a guy nearly lost a shoe down it so it seems like this walkway one of these walking moving walkways you know the ones that people just stand on and but I guess when you got down near the end according to another story that the luggage she maybe she was hit from behind by luggage and she fell forward or something but these walkways shouldn't be doing this I mean there should be a I presume there are safety features on them obviously this one doesn't have one make you wonder inspections preventative maintenance this kind of thing obviously not but nevertheless hopefully the woman i mean hopefully they're able to maybe attach the leg i I don't know that's really all we've had now i'm I'm glad they didn't release her name and pictures on the internet and whatnot was the normal thing they would have done a few years ago but nevertheless that's it for today folks thanks again for tuning in uh delighted for your support as always you know without you guys out there the channel doesn't keep growing and we are growing and growing and thanks again so have a great day enjoy it and we'll see you again tomorrow take care and stay safe but ultimately with this story or anything else that stood out to you today i'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below because yes this is a new show but it's also a conversation now keep that conversation going make sure you like this video subscribe to the channel share the video and do all the good stuff that does help that youtube algorithm But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.